The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to another session here at the Fit Fighter Podcast, the podcast, the podcast gym for inspirational fitness talk. I'm your host, TJ Williams, here to give you the insider of my fitness adventures, discussing and analyzing fitness-based subjects, and highlighting fit, fitness um, uh, individuals involved in fitness, past, present, and future. All right, so we are in the new year. Hope everybody enjoyed their um, Christmas holiday as well as their New Year's. And yet, this is a new beginning. And um, so, new beginning for everybody. So, I hope everybody's um, looking forward to achieving their goals for the new year, 2023. And uh, for just uh, my updates, uh, this um, past week, I um, returned to teaching at the gym. So, I was very excited about that. And I was roughly to get five people in the class because normally when, when I teach like this was like after the pandemic hit like I didn't get any participants people coming to my class so now it's like what I'm gonna do if nobody comes you know I end up getting like one or two people but luckily for my return after four months of getting in of having surgery and recovering from surgery I was able to get like five people so hopefully to double that number all right, so, all right, so, well, just uh, just uh, kind of recap of what's happened so far this year. I know we had bad things happen, and that would mostly include um, one of the uh, Buffalo Bills um, players, uh, Dar- Dharma, or <clears throat> Damar, Damar, um, Damar uh, Hamlin, uh, Demar Hamlin, uh, of course, suffered a uh, cardiac arrest um, while he was playing with um, playing a game with uh, the Bengals uh, last week, and um, of course, uh, we we've been keeping um, update of um, his recovery, which has seemed pretty good. But you know, we think of um, cardiac arrest, we always gotta make sure we have a uh, of good. Um, we monitor, kind of monitor our health, you know, because, so, you know, you never know some things can badly happen, like uh, what happened to uh, Damar. And then um, it's just uh, devastating. You know, people suffer from cardiac arrest, you know, they don't recover and they end up, um, you know, they end up passing away. You know, so we definitely have to keep our prayers with uh, Damar and hopefully that we uh, that we can see him again. Like, and I don't know, it probably won't be this season, the rest of this season. Well, depending on if what happens with the Buffalo Bills, which uh, they've been pretty much did good this year, as um they have a 12 to 3 record. And you know, with um, of course, I think that was their last game. Um, well, not their last game with the Bengals, they had their um, last game with uh, New England, which they won. And, and I guess um, from there, it's um, the Super Bowl playoffs. 
and you know, hopefully they make it right to the end. I mean, hopefully this stuff, the fact that what, what happened to DeMar motivates them to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. You know, we definitely need to get our hometown team to win one Super Bowl. Right. All right. So uh, kind of get that out the way. And I mean, I want to try to um, with this today's episode, um, I want to try to um, get a little pop culture going, you know, with, with it being a new year, you know, people are trying to be motivated to get to the gym. But yet, um, you ever think about those movies that always motivate you to work out or at least work hard? You know, you go to work and you... Um, you have some sort of like a like the music from the movie, like the soundtrack in your ears, and you know it motivates you to work hard. And you no, know, just to think about it, you know, I got like for my for my subject today, I have like five top movies that motivate me to work out. I mean, you have always those type of musics, the type of soundtracks, or kind of music artists that motivate you to work out hard. And you know you always put in your you always put in your playlist, and it's just something that keeps you going. All right, so my five movies that I pick. All right, so here's my five movies: uh, Rocky Three, Rocky Four, Bloodsport, Mortal Kombat, um, the 1995 movie, and The Matrix. All right, so I'm gonna be tell you why that these movies motivate me to work out. I mean, for one. Rocky Three, you know, people, everybody in this world should know Rocky Three. Even if you weren't born in um in 1982, or you weren't living in 1982, I mean, at least you should been would have been introduced to Rocky. I mean, here you got um mostly the returning cast of Rocky, of the, of the first two Rocky movies. You know, you have um Sylvester Stallone, Carl Weathers. <laughs> And you know you got them, and you got of course uh, Adrian and um, uh, Polly, and of course you have uh, um, Rocky's trainer Mickey returning into the film, and yeah, you got this. Um, then you got new characters like uh, Mr. T, who played Clubber Clubber Lang, and of course Hulk Hogan, who played uh, Thunderlips. All right, so um, that's pretty much my one movie that motivated me, and and I'm gonna talk about scenes that um from that movie that I talk well not yet but I'm gonna talk about scenes that mo- pretty much motivate me uh, so yeah Rocky 3 you know that's I'd be the most memorable Rocky of all time and yet I still I think I still got the DVDs uh, and next to Rocky 3 you got Rocky 4 yeah that's um that was another Rocky movie that uh motivated me you know I was um actually like I think Last year, a couple years ago, I went to see the director's cut of uh, Rocky IV. Uh, let's say a different version of Rocky IV because, uh, yeah, they had deleted scenes that um, that were never seen in, in theaters or never the, in original. So, yeah, and you know, let's just say I didn't care much about the uh, director's cut. You know, I only cared about the original. I mean, that's the one I uh, grew up with, but, you know, I guess what Sylvester Stallone, he wanted to just um, kind of give everybody like deleted scenes of what happened in the movie, like never before scenes. That's pretty much what I'm going to put up. All right. And then you got Bloodsport. Of course, that had to have been like the most motivated, uh, motivated movie 
that anybody can watch. You know, is you got Jean Claude Van Damme pretty much carried that movie. You know, his the training, training with his mentor, and going on to compete in the underground um, com- competition called Kumite. And let's face it, um, though that soundtrack. Usually, I got so many of um, the music from that soundtrack that I put on my playlist that motivates me. You know, I'm going to talk about that later. Also, the soundtrack, the music that I hear. So that's Bloodsport. You know, you had, of course, Donald Gibbs in that movie, and you had uh, Chung Lee, or the guy that played Chung Lee. I don't, I don't remember his name. You got all these characters in there that, that's trained in different styles of martial arts. And it was wonderful. All right. And then, of course, Mortal, Mortal Kombat. That had to be been like my all-time favorite. That that motivated me. My all-time favorite movie that motivated me. You know, you have, based on a 90s video game, I mean, it was enough to motivate you. You know, anybody who... Anybody... Anybody who just uh, come, everything just came alive. The characters from the original Mortal Kombat game just came alive in this film. It just played it out well, played out the story story out, the storyline well. And of course the soundtrack, yeah, wonderful. And you know, and just think about it, I just had the opportunity to talk to one of the the main cast from that movie. And lastly, the one movie that motivated me is the matrix you know you got the known hacker being humbled in the world unknown to him and you know it's just like this is the world that you were born in and the world that you were have been living in is just a fantasy so pretty much what you you didn't even know is that you were born in another in another universe but yeah so that's pretty much my uh, my move. Well, definitely the action in that movie motivates me. And, you know, it's just like, oh, oh man. all right. So let's kind of go into like the first first thing, the scenes, like the the scenes in the movies that uh, motivated me and uh, that impacted me to work out more better. All right, so. Um, well, I'm gonna start with Rocky Three. I mean, rock, the Rocky statue scene. I mean, here you go. You got Rocky like um, getting this um, honorary statue for like being well, being the world champion because you know he's on top. He defeated Apollo Creed in the last uh, Rocky, Rocky Two. And of course, here he is having all these title events, making appearances on TV shows, commercials, and magazines. And you know, you got him being all famous, and yet. Here you go, you got Mr. T, or just a Clever Lane, doing his own thing, like uh, beating every contender that there was to be the to be the number one contender, be the number one man to face Rocky for the heavyweight title. And here you go, you got this uh this scene uh from from Rocky or the the statue scene, and you got the uh, Rocky and Clever Lane confrontation. You got Mr. T. Well, here you go. You got Rocky's talking about he wants to retire. And then yet here you go. You got Mr. T saying, trying to get him to like get him a t- trying to sucker him into a title match, which really helps them. It's like you say, he goes up, get out while you can. Don't give him a sucker no gas statue, give him guts. And you know, he was trying to like psych him out. And in this case, you know, this trainer Mickey tried to 
keep him away from Clubber Lane because he, you know, he's sitting in the crowd. He watching him. He watched the, pretty much all his fights, and he wanted to keep Rocky away from his son because you know he's a wrecking machine. Like Mickey would say, he's a wrecking machine and he's hungry. And you know Rocky wasn't even hungry enough to be a world champion. All he had was these guys that were fight good fighters, but not enough like Mr. T. And yeah, Mr. T will call them setups. You know, you got Rocky being all famous and having all this money, and he forget that there's like really top contenders. And you know, it kind of lead, led to um, certain things. Um, another scene where, yeah, he um, was trying to train for the fight, but you know, he's doing all this goofy stuff. And you got Mr. T really training his heart off to be tough. And you know, then next, you know, <clears throat> he beat in a beaten Rocky. And that's a surprise. And then next, you know, you have Apollo Creed. See how Rocky was like not even himself. He went on to train him. And you know, you got Mr. And then of course you got him trying to knock some sense in the Rocky. He couldn't do it, but yet Adrian kind of um, talked him out and just say like this is what this is what you have to do. This is what you are meant to be. You know, you had to really accept the truth that you know you're you could be a better fighter. And then yet yeah, so you got Rocky go, going for the rematch, and then he beats the snot on Mr. T. And you know, that kind of really motivated me to like say I'm like, well, let's look at this way. Mr. T kind of humbled um Rocky. You know, you see them, well. Not humble him, but like, and I don't know how to say, but you know, let's say he humbled him because Marky was out here being a famous person doing all the studs. And yeah, just to mention that, um, that scene with Hulk Hogan, the Thunder Lips scene, yeah, it's like kind of a uh, Thunder Lips kind of humbled him, saying that, you know, this is not, this may be a game to you, but you know, to me, it is, it is a match of whip, you know. And just to think about this movie, it kind of um, boosted um, things for Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. You got uh, Mr. T going on to be uh, cast as B.A. Barakas off of the 48 team and doing other movies like uh, DC Cab. And, um, and that was like probably the first comical movie he ever did, DC Cab. And then you got Hulk Hogan. I mean, even before Rocky Three, you know, he was... Um, uh, he wrestled, or he uh, was wrestled for the the WWF, or says a the old WWE that was um, um, run by was owned by um, Vince McMahon Senior, and of course he got um, fired because he wanted to do Rocky Three. In this case, after uh, he does Rocky Three, of course he had, of course after he got Rocky Three, you know he gets a call from Vince McMahon Junior saying that he wants him back and that's where he got won the world title from the Iron Sheik. So yeah, that was just uh, a big boost for Hulk Hogan. And you know, and then you get, and yet those two, um, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T ended up ha being tag partners in WrestleMania 1, which was some, some people think it's silly, but you know, it was just, just getting the numbers up. All right, kind of moving on to Rocky Ford. I mean, the one scene that kind of um, got my attention or got me motivated was the training montage. You got Dra Drago's um, training versus Rocket training. 
I mean, here you go. You got Drago using all these high tech machines to get more to get muscle, get ready for his match with Rocky. And you got Rocky doing all this outdoor stuff, you know, really chopping wood, uh, carrying rocks. And, you know, basically that's how things were years ago. It's like he became like a caveman. And that's why he was out there growing a beard. I mean, I guess he was out there for at least a month training. And, you know, that was definitely a scene. It's like, you know, I'm going in this cave. It's like for him, it's like, I'm going in this cave. You know, you go ahead and work with this high tech stuff. But, you know, I'm going like old school. I'm going ancient. I'm going to train this cave and become like the most like intimidating bear that you've ever seen. So that's what Rocky did. So that was like that motor, that training montage pretty much motivated me. And especially uh, when he goes up the mountain and says, and yells Drago. And, you know, it's like he wants Drago as well as, as Russia to know that I'm ready for you. You know, you always got to be that person that's say, I'm ready to take on, I'm ready to take on the world. I'm ready to take on whatever you got. You know, that's the thing about him that being being in the gym being motivated all right blood sport training with his mentor like after his son's death and you know you have uh van dam well actually he had like a little bit of flashback you know this is like him after he like was um like um like uh enlisted in the army or whatever he was doing doing the military and you know he would want to escape um his military life and just do this uh, kumite for his uh, mentor, his sadoshi, as we call him. Um, and yet, um, of course, yeah, he had to go through all this chase with uh, the was inspectors from the um, from um, the army that had to bring him back because he went, went AWOL. Uh, so that was like that one scene that pretty much got me motivated. Well, other than that, the training and it's uh, the fight scenes, you know, you have um, Van Damme going the distance. And the first fight he had was, um, that was just something else. I, um, I didn't, I enjoyed that first fight that he had with um, the guy that was being cocky. And, you know, and he went on to uh, defeat him easily. So here he goes. Um, yeah, he's like, he was showing some trick or two. He goes knock him down. And the next, you know, he goes up behind him, elbows, and does like a chop right to his, uh, or a back fist right to his chin and broke Chun Li's record. And I was like, really? And that was like getting Chun Li's attention. It's like, really? This guy is going to really ruin things for me. Uh, and yeah, and, that, and then it goes and leads up until like, um, the final scene with Chun Li and um, Frank Dukes. It's like you know, it's like he says, "You break my record, I break you," and because uh, I'm a, like, I'm gonna break your friend, like I just broke your friend. You know, that's that was just like that motivation scene. Uh, well, yeah. oh yeah, this is just definitely gonna be a wonderful, uh, <laughs> wonderful pop culture, and you and yep, and it brings me to Mortal Kombat. The one scene that, the one, two scenes that really get me motivated is Scorpion versus Johnny Cage. 
And you got um, Luke Kane versus Shang Tsung. I'm going to start with Scorpion versus Johnny Cage. That was that one scene that I tr- truly enjoy watching. It's like I kept rewinding and trying to imitate every move that they were doing. And and definitely, I was talking to Chris Casamasa about this scene. It was like I told him this is my favorite scene because they, they played that choreograph real well. I mean, that was just really wonderful. And then that you got... And then you got um, Liu Kang versus Shang Tsung. Yeah, they play that scene real well, too. You know, you got the beginning scene where they just do a beginning fight, and then Liu Kang just knocks him down. Then, like, like knocks him down. And then, of course, from there, he has him face his dead warriors. And then, of course, yeah, he knocks him down. And from there, it goes to a scene where Shang Tsung changes to his um, deceased brother, kind of get his mind off the fight and, you know, gets the upper hand. And from there, Liu Kang comes back with fire and knocks Shang Tsung off the, uh, off the balcony into, into Spike's <laughs> fatality. And then, of course, yeah, or so he would say flawless victory. And then, of course, yeah, and then he talks to his brother, his spirit, and then that's, that's how this um, movie ends. You know, that was those two scenes that really motivated me. It's like how well that's the thing about good movies, you know, with good choreograph and a lot of um time and that's how that's what makes it motivating. Oh, and it brings me to the matrix. How is that motivating? You know, you got all like the good fight scenes that that movie can offer. I mean, you have mostly the one scene that really got me motivated was more uh neo training with morpheus you know you know and it's just like you got neo learn all the different forms of martial arts which when you think of um fitness you know just don't stick to one thing with fitness just go go to many lengths to know a lot about fitness you know it's just not it's more than just muscle training and cardio and you know you got working with your flexibility, like flexibility, you know, you got classes like yoga and you got like stability classes, you know, you always got to work on good um, stability. All right. So that's um, how I see this movie. It's like you're using anything that works for you, but yet you're well using, you learn everything about fitness, but you're using anything that works. So really, all right. Now it brings me to the, the sound, the, the songs from the sound or songs from the, the movie soundtracks that motivated me. And this is going to be interesting. And that's the thing. You no, know, you have, of course, you got your movie. Why it's, why it's motivating? Because the characters in there, and then of course you got the scenes that the character does that was motivating. And now you got the soundtrack. And you know, I'm gonna start with Rocky Three. You know, these are the the, the main songs that you'll hear in Rocky that's going to motivate you. Like in the beginning of the movie, you hear Eye of the Tiger from Survivor. Yeah, that was like the one, well, who doesn't like to listen to the Eye of the Tiger? I mean, that was definitely the one song that, you know, how many people actually have the Eye of the Tiger when they are in there? I mean, that's like the whole concept of the movie. That's what Paul Creed says, you got the Eye of the Tiger. 
and then of course you've got gonna fly now and conquest by uh, bill Con- conti like yeah those were like that well and that's actually the score you know usually the the music for movies mostly half uh <clears throat> yeah half um singing and like in your and your other half you got just music the um, the orchestra the score of the movie so those are another two you got gonna fly now and conquest and mostly conquest came from the fight with rocky and mr t and that was that also could be found in um rocky 2 with the paul creed and um rocky so yeah so those are like my three favorite uh, uh three um songs that really motivate me mm. Yeah, moving on to Rocky Four. Yeah, and you know, you got, um, you, I got three of them here, of course. Yeah, and you got um, the training montage music and the war that both um, uh, created by Vince uh, DeCola. Oh, yeah, Vince DeCola, he has some good music. You know, if you've seen the movie Transformers, the movie, he did the soundtrack for that. And, you know, yeah, I see he got some wonderful good music. Yeah, so those that those two songs, uh, the train montage and war, war because war, which can be here, can be listened to, or could be heard during the fight between Rocky and Drago, and of course the train montage. That's just like the training between the well, the first scene of Rocky and Drago training, and then the second um training scene that you see was um. You hear heart hearts on fire by um John God John I can't say the name. Uh um, you know, that like you know the name, me honestly. You know, some of these names I can't pronounce. I'm not that I say I'm stupid and you know, I'm just bad at pronouncing names, but you know, you know the name, you know the name of the song, Hearts on Fire. That was another motivated and the scene where he goes up the mountain. You know, you don't in the soundtrack. You don't hear the you don't hear the um the music, but like in the movies, like when you hit them, I was like dun, 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 dun. that that was um. It's like you have to put the like the treadmill. Oh, that's the thing about that um that the end of the song there. You have Drago going incline, and he's like running. It's like that's that's the part that where you have to put the incline of a treadmill up high and then you got and you had to run high so yeah and yeah that's um so that's the thing that yeah okay so also yeah i'm some i'm just moving along as it is you know this is just um just thinking about the soundtrack and of course you got blood sport of course and then you got the the two well two songs that pretty much uh got me um yeah pretty much got me uh, motivated you got fight to survive by stan bush yeah also another uh artist that was on the transformers uh soundtrack yeah so him's uh stan bush fight to survive and you've got the trade montage by um yeah and then the, the final so those are the two scores, the train montage and the finals. Yeah, that's that's the two. 
that's like the two um, um songs that or three songs that motivated me. So you got all these. Um, yeah, um, you know, you think of the fight to survive. It's like uh, one, you got all the fighters doing their fights after Van Dam got his record, and then of course you got uh, the train montage that you'll hear when um Rocky is like training with his um Sidoshi. And of course, the finals would be uh, the scene where um, where Chun Li and Frank Dukes are fighting. And that's the that. All right, moving on to Mortal Kombat. And you got Goro versus Art. Art Lean, I mean, um, by uh, George Clooney. Or not George, what I'm saying, George Clooney for what I'm doing. George Clooney ain't no good um, composer. I mean, I'm going crazy. But George Clinton. Well, not the. There's the, this is a different George Clinton, not the one that um says um um that's like um and you see him in movies like House Party, but that not that George Clooney, but this is a different George. He's a composer, so he did um so there's um Girl versus Art, that's where um Girl fights Art Lean, like uh every beats all these other competitors, you know Art Lean becomes a victim of Goro. And you know that kind of motivated me. It was like saying that you know you got girl seems extremely powerful, but you know it's like yeah, but you know that kind of that seemed like a motivating song. And of course, you got uh, zero um, signal by um, Fear Factory. Yeah, you hear that you you hear that during the, um, the Johnny Cage and Scorpion fight. Well, that you'll hear the instrumental version, but the actual lyric the actual song has lyrics in it so yeah so that yeah you hear that song it's like yeah that's the song that i want to work out to and of course the mortal Kombat theme yeah the i don't know what it's called like uh i, I forgot what it's called but you know so it's like it's uh tempo music but that was like the the theme of the music and then, of course, you got Make the Matrix. Like the one, only one song that pretty much motivated me is the the Subway Showdown, and that was like between um, Neo and um, Agent 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 Smith. It's like they're in a subway, they're having their fight, and um, that's just like, you know, that's the thing. I have the have high respect with Keanu Reeves. You know, other than being a humble person, you know, he's doing all these things. You know. Training martial arts, uh, having like what is like uh, like drive a good driver's license or whatever he does, but nevertheless, he's like he's on a mission. And you know, it would be nice if I actually ran into Keanu Reeves, you know, just like say, How you doing? I'm, I'm just be acting humble. All right, I kind of figured it that way. All right, so now we're gonna get to like characters. Like what character motivated me to work to get the best workouts? It's so um, probably a lot of people are not probably gonna hate me for this, but you know, for Rocky Three, it had to be Mr. T. You know, you got Mr. T like before that time. You know, before he kind of got famous, you know, he was that person that would say, well, tell stories. Well, this if you listen, if you ever um, listen to an interview with um, like David Letterman. Now, this is around the time when Rocky Three was um, released. You know, he sits there, like with a like stern look on his face, look at the stain, 
And, you know, you've got David Letterman, you know, he's like the kind of person that likes to talk jokes. And you got Mr. T saying that, um, you know, I'm not in the mood for your corny jokes. You know, I come here to like talk about my participation in Rocky three. And, you know, I, that, I didn't waste my time to hear your corny jokes. I, it's like, no, it's like no disrespect, but that's what I came here for. That was his demeanor back then. But, you know, when I listen to him now, like if I listen to like um, his um, interview with um, Larry King, the late Larry King, you know, he's all full of energy, all smiling, you know, you know, he definitely, I say this, like the Mr. T back then was more focused on like being humble and just saying like not being cocky but like trying to say this is me being serious about making it out there and then here you go here he is now like having an interview with Barry King and just having fun you know he says I've done what I said I wanted to do so I mean I'm going to retire from being Mr. Demeanor and just be just a fun lucky guy fun loving guy you know this is like I want to be like like everybody from that Rocky when after watching Rocky three wanted to be like Mr. T and you know he goes on to be in B.A. Baracus had that same demeanor and of course yeah and of course from there you like everybody wanted to be Mr. T it's like you know I pay the fool you know it's like that's the demeanor all right, so then, then of course you got Rocky Four. Yeah, of course I wanted to be like Rocky. I mean, I would say Apollo Creed, but you know, Rocky was like that—the man that stand for true justice in the American way. And it kind of bothered me that Apollo, you know, Apollo was just, uh, you know, yeah, I kind of have to agree with the Apollo's pride. Well, you know, I mean, you. You got um, Rocky swallowing his pride, saying that you know you don't know much about this guy. You know, you're you're going in this ring not knowing that this guy could kill you, and yeah, that ends up what happening to Apollo. You know, he went in this match. I don't think Apollo's didn't care about what happened when about winning. Well, yeah, he said he wanted to win. <laughs> But I guess he wanted to prove that um, you can't just come in this country and just act like you can control everything, and you know, and it cost him his life, not knowing truly anything about Ivan Drago. That's not seeing his training, not see how he punched. No, that was his one mistake. And yet, Matt Rocky saw firsthand after he fought Apollo, and you know, you look at and as he was um, have Apollo carried in his arms. And he looks up at Drago, eye to eye. It's like, it's your turn, all right? You, I got you got my attention, all right? You got my attention. You want to fight? Let's go. So that was my motivation with Rocky. Oh, of course, yeah. I got pretty much a lot of people for Bloodsport. You know, you got Frank Dukes, you know, Van Damme. You know, it says you kind of have to almost break some rules just to get somewhere, you know, not letting people... Um, dictate your beliefs you know you have um of course the u.s army trying to prevent him from going to, to hong kong and yet he goes anyway and yet you got um his so-called love interest in a movie like didn't want to see him get hurt but he does it anyway and yet in this case you know 
a lot of people tried to prove him wrong, but you know, he was there to be honorable with uh with his uh, Shidoshi who was ill in the during the movie. And it's like same, you know, then because you no know, after his son died. Then from then he just wanna take he just wanna take his place. And of course you gotta you know, well who wouldn't be who wouldn't be motivated for Ray Jackson? Or should I say Donald Gib Donald Gibb? Yeah. And thank goodness I had an opportunity to uh, meet Donald Gibb in the Comic Con. And I always like that say, okay, USA. Yeah, I love that one. But you know, he was like motivated. And it's like he's this uh, all all tough guy. And you know, he didn't care about getting getting beat up. You know, yeah, it's like his first fight, you know, the guy broke his nose and then he returned the favor by hammering him hammering him by the nose it's like he's like ah boom that was like the most funniest uh, part and then he points to chun lee says i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you man yeah you man you got it and then of course when they fought then chun lee just nearly destroyed them but luckily you got uh of course uh for ray jackson he got a hard head so he spent time in the hospital. And of course, Chun Li. Like, really, we talk about motivation. You've got, but in the beginning of the movie, he breaks like a big block of ice. So that was like the greatest feeling of all time. Yeah. That was like, <clears throat> well, you know, everybody wanted to be Chun Li because, you know, he's, of course, he's a bodybuilder and, you know, he had all that muscle. And you think about it, you know, any fighter that has like a ton of muscle got to be really good with technique. And uh, that thing like Chun-Li, he um, was training um, Gung Fu or yeah. So you got this. Oh, yeah. And, um, all right. Moving on to Mortal Kombat. You got the, 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 three, the three people that motivated me was Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Scorpion. I mean, you got Luke Kane played by Robin Shu, and you know, they uh, and he was like, he got all these um, wonderful fight scenes, and like, yeah, that's like, that's going to be, I want to be me like that someday. And like, uh, you know, and uh, you know, and then you got, of course, uh, Johnny Cage being um, um, being um, played by um, Lyndon um, Aspie, Aspie. Yeah, it's like, I don't think he had any martial arts experience, but, you know, nevertheless, he was um, very, uh, very good with, um, well, he had to stunt up, you know, he very good acting, good, good acting love with Johnny Cage. You know, that was like what Johnny Cage would look like in the, in the, in the game. And then, of course, Scorpion being played by Chris Casamasa. It's like, who didn't want to be Scorpion when you played the game? You know, he had that famous move, like, whew, Get over here. Yeah, he had that. You know, that was like these are like the three characters that really motivated me, like to really work out, work out hard. And you know, and you know, I like I said, I'm still glad that I actually had a chance to talk to Chris Cosmasa, even though it was 20 minutes. But you know, that's like the best 20 minutes of my life. You know, and definitely it was great that I got to reach out to him like after he was on the podcast that I was on. And then come to think of it, he was after me. <laughs> and then we set this up. Wonderful. 
Lovey, 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 lovey. All right, then we move on to the last. Well, of course, we got Morpheus and um, Neo. Yeah, I'd rather be those two. You know, who wouldn't want to be Keanu Reeves? How he did the Matrix. And you got Morpheus being um, played by Lauren Fishburne. You know, people are used to seeing Lauren Fishburne in like movies and like uh, what's love got to do with it or um, the Boys in the Hood. And, you know, you got all these other movies. But nevertheless, like he made, he made like a good impact in the Matrix. It's like you, this is a different side of um, Lauren Fishburne as well as, you know, Keanu Reeves. You know, you've seen him in other movies like, um, yeah, the Bill and Ted. You're more used, you're used to him being um, Ted Theodore Esquire or, or no, Theodore Logan. Yeah, you're used to him being that. But you know, when you see movies like uh, The Matrix, you that's a different view of Keanu Reeves. You know, not that I don't like Bill and Ted. I mean, Bill and Ted were awesome. You know, seen all three of the movies. Yeah. All right, lastly, we're gonna get to the famous quotes or says the quotes that motivate me. All right, so, so I'm gonna go with Rocky Freefors. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. When you think of fitness, there is no tomorrow. You know, you wanna get it done now. I mean, if you're more worried about getting, getting better tomorrow when you could get better today, you know, you're selling yourself short for tomorrow. You know, like I said, always want to prepare yourself for today's pain and just not worry about getting it done tomorrow because if it says if you try to get it done tomorrow you probably won't get it done tomorrow i mean get it done today i mean that's just, that's what paul Cree was talking about there is no tomorrow and another quote that kind of motivate me it's like no i don't hate that boy but i pay the fool like really it's like when you think about that quote, it's like saying, like, make sure you hate on people that are wasting their time getting big muscles and, you know, they're going down that wrong path. But you say you pity them. No, you don't hate what they're doing, but, you know, you kind of pity them because their mind is enough. It's nothing but like being looking good. And I was like, and then, you know, you see them like they're taking these poses and you know they, usually Joey Swole. Yeah, Joey Swole is probably one person that really catches on to that. And, you know, I wish I had him as a guest. And though, from what I've seen from post, he's currently dealing with some heart issues, but which he's he's all right, thank goodness. But yeah, he's probably one person that really catches on to see people. Like he says, he don't hate people, but he pities them of what they do, what they post. So um, that's just something that just, um, one of the, like, that was the two quotes that, but, and then uh, and then you got this from Rocky Four. We can't change anything. We can't, we can, all we can do is just, all we can do is go with what we are. It's like you say, we can't change anything. All we can do is just go with what we are. No, that's not a true statement. You know, sometimes we can't change how we look. We just gotta go with what we are. I mean, let's face it. No, for me, going down, coming down from 230 pounds to like 170, 
you know, I mean, that felt good looking slim and ch and chiseled. But in Alka's case, you know, it didn't feel like it was me. But no, I felt like I was like being a bigger person and being also fit. Excuse me, just yawning. <laughs> that was better for me. Yep. Yeah, so hey, sorry. They don't get tired and fall asleep. No, really. I just think about it. Yeah. And this is here's another quote that from Paulo. You know, we always have to be in the middle of a of the action because we're the warriors, you know, and without some challenge, you know, without some war to fight, then the warriors may might as well be dead. You know, think about that, folks. I mean, yeah, we think if you're in the gym, you're, we're warriors. I mean, we're fighting almost the same war, really, to get fit, to feel better for ourselves, you know? And honestly, I don't see why people are always in a war with each other when they're at the gym, you know? When you're in the gym, it's no competition. <laughs> You know, it's you versus you. I mean, you're changing how you were before to how you are now. I mean, if you don't change who you are, well, if you don't challenge yourself and get better and get better, I mean, how are you going to live with yourself? I mean, I mean, how are you going to live with that? I mean, just think about that. And of course, you got blood sport. I mean, Use any tactic that works. Never commit yourself to one style. Keep an open mind. Yeah, with fitness, you know, you just can't stick to one thing. You got to, like, kind of explore other things. You know, there's always different cardio machines you can use, different muscle training, like, different ways to work your muscles. You know, we got fitness classes. And, of course, you got dumbbells. You got the, the free weights. Yeah, you got all those stuff. You know, you can't just stick to going on a bench press and just just always bench pressing weight. I mean, you got you can use dumbbells or you can use the cables. I mean, and then yeah, you got the machines, you know, all these machines that you use. And then of course for of course for more combat, you know, you got you must face your enemy, you must face yourself, and you must face your worst fear. I mean, what is your enemy? I mean, I mean, your worst enemy could be like obesity or the fact that you got the lack of um, confidence. That I mean, the lack of confidence, you want to build your confidence. I mean, that's your enemy, the lack of confidence. And of course, face yourself. I mean, who are you now? and how you want to face yourself. I mean, like I said, it's you versus you. That's how it is. And of course, you must face your worst fear. What is your worst fear? Like getting hurt or getting a heart attack or getting some type of injury? I mean, that's it should, going to the gym and you have a worst fear. I mean, one thing, you're working towards your level. I mean, you're not working toward anybody else's level. You're working toward your own level. So you don't have to be fearful of what uh, other people are doing. So just to think of that quote, you must face your enemy, you must face yourself, and you must face your worst fear. All right, and lastly, the matrix, there is no spoon. I mean, 
yeah, when um you got Keanu Reeves in the movie and you see he's just a little boy doing like bending the spoon, like thinking that it's telekinesis or telepathically, but yet there is no spoon. You know, a certain problem or obstacle only exists if one believes it and it does. I mean, or believes it it does exist, but therefore, you know, it is possible to overcome come a come a problem, come an obstacle by denying that it exists. I mean, think about it. You know, some things, you know, I don't know if with this knee injury, you know, I don't want to believe that it exists. You know, that's why I've been really trying to work hard at this, you know. I feel I feel like I'm normal. I mean, other than I don't have my athletic ability yet, but you know, I believe I still got my athletic ability. You know, I'm you know, I'm not worried about no um getting hurt right now, you know, but you know, in this case. Yeah, but in this case, but you know, I'm you know, I'm still keeping it keeping it real, keeping it careful, but nevertheless, I want um more to think about um that my athletic ability. You know, the problem that problem doesn't exist. My knee injury doesn't exist. Right? So that's a little quote, there is no spoon. There is no problem. There is no obstacle, all right? It's just me getting past it. <laughs> so it's been wonderful. All right. Okay, just a little final message uh, for those that are just uh, getting back in the gym, right? Just keep yourself fit and keep yourself at a good level that you're comfortable with, all right? And just, just kind of keep it going. Right, just a little bit at a time. Right, don't worry about what other people says. Worry about you. It's you versus you. Right. So, hope everybody's having a wonderful new year, and of course, uh, I hope this is going to be a good 2023. Because you know, I look forward to things in 2023, and and now, of course, everybody have a safe, have a safe, be safe out there. You know, if there's something wrong with you, go. Go to the hospital, get it checked by a doctor. All right. Don't risk making things worse for yourself. All right. All right. I'm gonna do this little closing. Uh for those who just joined me for the first time, uh, please um check out my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Pit Fighter Podcast. This is your instructor, TJ Williams, closing the gym right now.